Podcast Answer Man, episode number 277. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite gone over to learnhowtopodcast.com to figure out how to create that first episode. There's something we can all do to take our show and everything else we're doing in life to the next level. That's right, my friends, and taking things to the next level is exactly what Apple is trying to do with their podcasts app in the iOS platform. Now, I was just um, yesterday looking at some things online and saw that everybody was installing the new iOS 6 for their iOS devices. This would be your iPhones, your iPads, your iPods, or whatever the case may be. And one of the notes that I got from my great friend and our social media media correspondent here for Podcast Answer Man, uh, Eric J. Fisher, had tweeted out that, um, hey, you can now leave reviews and rate people's podcasts right from the mobile application. This was one of my complaints or one of the missing features that I couldn't believe that they left out of the iOS in the first version, but I'm glad to see that they've put this in here. So that means now you can go into the podcasts app from Apple and you have to actually browse through and find them in the store, just like you have to do in iTunes. There's no quick link for you to do it right from where your library is what it's called, where you've already subscribed. That that would be my preference. I would love to see them add the maybe a little button that where they could tell if this was a podcast that you subscribe to either manually or from the actual iTunes directory or the or the Apple podcast directory, I guess is what it's going to be called moving forward. Anyway, I was hoping that they would be able to detect that, and if it was actually subscribed from the store or from the directory, that they would just add the little button right there, because maybe you just listened to the episode, and the host of the show says, man, it would be really great if you'd be willing to leave us a a five-star rating or a review or both for this show if you really, really like what you hear here. And then all of a sudden they're looking at their iPhone, they're looking at the device and they're getting ready to delete that episode and they see that little rate and review. You know, hey, we can't get everything we want, but at least you can now go in from your mobile phone and rate and review a podcast. All right. And the next thing I want to tell you about real quickly here is something that I love to do and that is give you my personal plug of the week. Now, you guys know that I do this thing called the Podcasting A to Z online training course. And back in July of this year, I had one of those courses. We had 32 students involved. And one of those students was Dr. Lee Camp. And Dr. Lee Camp is a, I believe he's a seminary professor. But not only that, but he has created this thing called The Tokens Show. And I believe you can go to tokens let me just pull it up here tokenshow.com and you can learn a little bit more about this now when i used to travel on the road a lot and 
I used to listen to the radio way back before podcasts came into my life. Uh, I used to go through and listen to just random things on the radio. And one of the things that I came across was uh, Prairie Home Companion. Uh, Garrison Keeler, I guess, is the guy's name. And they would do all these kind of radio skits, old-time radio drama and music. And and believe it or not, I really enjoyed that stuff. And this, uh, this podcast, or actually the Token Show is something that is very much like that, only with a little bit more of a theological bent, but it's not overly done. I want to strongly encourage everyone to go into iTunes and do a search for Dispatches from the Buckle. And it's Dispatches from the Buckle. You'll find it. Dr. Lee Camp is the author or uh, podcaster behind it. I'll put a link to the iTunes directory listing in my show notes if you go over to Podcast Answer Man number, uh, podcastanswerman.com slash 277. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash 277. I'd play for you an audio clip here, but I'm on a deadline because one of the things that I want to uh, play for you here is an interview that I did last week with Michael Stelzner from Social Media Examiner. He's recently launched a brand new podcast called the social media marketing podcast. And we're going to talk to Michael in just a little, I'm going to play the audio for you where I talk to Michael about how he got started with Social Media Examiner, what socialmediaexaminer.com is, how he grew it to the size that it is today, his, his strategies for launching his podcast, and so much more. It's going to be such a valuable conversation. But that's a 36-minute interview, and so therefore I'm on a tight, uh, you know, tight budget of time here. So again, do check out Dispatches from the Buckle uh, from Dr. Lee Camp. I will tell you that I subscribe probably to only about 10 to 15 different podcasts and Dispatches from the Buckle is automatically guaranteed to be in my top five of all time favorite podcasts. And if you go and listen to it and you know anything about me, you'll probably understand why I really enjoy that show. Um, but then again, you know, go check it out for yourself. If you like it, make sure that you uh, give him a rating and review and tell him that you heard about him from the podcast Answer Man. All right, no, another announcement here I want to give to you is that the 8th Annual Podcast Awards Ceremony is going to happen at New Media Expo. I've been working around the clock <laughs> for weeks now trying to get everything set up for the New Media Expo's podcasting track. We have some amazing speakers, some amazing talks. One of the most difficult things for me uh, this time around was the fact that we had more than, I think it was more than 85 submissions for sessions and I only had 21 sessions that I could you know, put people into. And so I didn't get to approve everyone, of course. And that has been a really difficult um, thing in my mind to process, especially when it comes to some close personal friends that had submitted. And I had to kind of, you know, take an impartial view on the submissions and say, what's the best for the overall community of podcasters and bloggers and and content creators who are going to be at New Media Expo? What's going to be the... And yeah, it was difficult. And a little bit concerned about, you know, how some of the folks are going to take it when they find out that they didn't make it. But hey, it's going to be a great event. I hope I hope that those friends of mine will still come to New Media Expo because I do believe there's going to be a great podcasting track. 
And not only that, but I hope that more podcasters will seriously consider coming to Vegas in January because we are going to have the Podcast Awards ceremony there. Now, this is the eighth annual Podcast Awards. Uh, This is put on by Raw Voice. Actually, it's not put on by Raw Voice. It's actually separate from Raw Voice. Uh, Todd Cochran created this, I I think, a separate uh, company that he... You know, impart. You know, basically invests in the community. It's kind of his way of paying back, and um, he's been running the podcast awards. You know, for quite some time. There is the ability, by the way, if you go to podcastawards.com as a podcaster, you can sponsor uh, for a very, uh, e- a very nice price. You can po- uh, sponsor the podcast awards. So if you go to podcastawards.com. And then you can see somewhere it says your advertisement here. You just click on one of those banners that say that. And under podcaster or blogger donations, it's only $250. And you get a 120 by 120 banner on the right or the left side of this site. Now, Podcast Answer Man, I have actually been a podcast sponsor of the podcast awards at that 250 price range for several years. And I want to say as a personal testimony that by having that on the page, it is effective. There are lots of people that will come to the Podcast Awards website and many of them, when they come there and they're doing their voting and they're nominating and all these other things, they're doing it to promote great content. They're doing it to promote great shows. And as a result of this being the best of the best, the cream of the crop that rises to the top, this is a great resource every year to go and find out what are the top what's the top content out there and of course having prime real estate either on the right or the left hand side of this site is worth $250 to help market your podcast. I can tell you I I do Google Analytics and all year long I see a lot of traffic come from this. And in fact, I am so excited about the fact that um you know that Todd has brought podcast awards over to NMX and I am so delighted and thrilled with the response that I've got from my little 125 or no 120 by 120 pixel banner on the site that this year I decided to, to take things to the next level and uh, I'm happy to announce that Podcast Answer Man is a corporate sponsor of the podcast awards so you if, if for no other reason go to podcastawards.com and see my 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 little advertisement up there for the corporate sponsor corporate sponsorship i feel pretty excited that i'm in a place where i can do that and i really do believe in these awards i think it's great i think it's uh it, it's been fun to see people win these and i can tell you right now where when people say you know it's just an honor to be nominated if you can get nominated and you actually end up in the top i think it's the top 10 for each of these categories just getting nominated is huge. I've talked about this in the past on Podcast Answer Man. Um, there, there are, I, I do make it a point to try to get several of our shows nominated uh, for the Podcast Awards. And I haven't in the past actually really invited people to, to participate heavily in the voting process. I may change that this year. But let me just give you a couple other uh, details about the uh, podcast awards. Number one, uh, because it's at New Media Expo, the ceremonies, instead of being like just an online event, uh, they are going to try to make it easy for anyone who is nominated to attend 
Uh, this be probably will be held, I believe, in the expo area. And so one of the things that they're going to do is they're going to give a free exhibit pass uh, for every finalist. And I don't know what they consider to be a finalist. I, I Maybe it's within the top three. I, I don't know. Anyway, but they are going to give a free exhibit pass or 50% off of the content creator pass for the entire conference for every, everyone who is a finalist. Now, for those who are just nominated, you know, you're one of the top, let's just say it's the top 10 um, or whatever, however many they choose in each category to to actually put in the voting process. Um, but anyway, 50% off of the exhibit pass for anyone nominated. So they are going to try to make it so that, you know, it's not too unaffordable for anyone to be there to collect their prize should they win. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Let me tell you a little bit about the nomination process. It's going to open October 1st and will be open through October 15th. Here's one big thing to know. You only get to fill out the nomination ballot one time. Once you hit the submit button one time, you're done. So for example, if you listen to Podcast Answer Man and you go under technology and you put Podcast Answer Man down and you nominate this show and then all of a sudden you hear somebody else's show uh, related to business or entertainment or whatever the other categories and it's like, oh, I want to go nominate them for that. Nope, sorry, you can't because you've already spent your ballot by just nominating one show. So when you fill out your ballot, you must fill out the entire thing you can leave things blank, but I will tell you that you know you want to try to to make this count because uh, you want to be able to promote the shows that you love. Now, here's the deal: I actually will be creating a uh, URL. Matter of fact, let me just write down this URL right now. I'm going to pause so I can think of a URL. Okay, so I've actually created it. It is going to be at gspn.tv slash awards. Again, that is gspn.tv forward slash awards. And what I'm going to list there is what I recommend for our gspn.tv slash podcast answer man community. If you want to know the shows, so I'll just read them through the list for technology, podcast answer man for religion slash inspiration encouraging others through christ for movie slash films hunger games fan podcast health slash fitness pursuing a balanced life general family from the heart people's choice family from the heart best produced podcast answer man business virtual assistant podcast education social media serenity entertainment authentic life radio so those are the shows that i'm going to ask my community to go and nominate for me. Now, here's the deal. If you're a member of my community and you really want to help us out and you want to vote for some of our shows, but you think, well, I'm going to choose other people in some of these other categories and not place one or two or three of the shows that you've suggested, I'm completely cool with that. But um, I do hope at the very minimum that everybody will put Podcast Answer Man down for technology. And if you go to gspn.tv slash awards, I will make sure to give you all the information that you will need to fill in the ballot. So, for example, it will have the the name of the podcast as you should submit it. It'll have the name. It'll have the URL that you'll need to give them. Um, it'll have the RSS feed you'll need to give them. So, it'll have all of that information for you for each of the categories that I'm hoping to incite our audience or our community to go 
and to help uh, prov- promote us for that. Now, the nominations, again, you only get one uh, nomination ballot, so just keep that in mind. Uh, you will not be able to submit more than or one show in more than one category, with the only exception being best produced and people's choice. Uh, but you can't put Podcast Answer Man in technology and business. You have to choose one. If you put Podcast Answer Man in technology and business, or technology and general, or technology and entertainment, or whatever, if you do that, they disqualify that nomination altogether. So again, for for Podcast Answer Man, for it to really count, it Podcast Answer Man for technology. Alrighty, um, and then of course um, there's some other announce or a, a couple other things that you can know. Uh, there are some things as far as the review process about how they decide who actually is officially accepted. They do go on based upon the number of um, the number of uh, nominations that a podcast gets, but also they rank it on some other things. I'll put links to the official rules in the show notes for this episode. But here's what I want to tell you that the um, the verif- they do actually verify that the podcast fits the category nominated. They verify that the podcast has at least 10 episodes. So do not submit any podcast out there that does not have at least 10 shows uh, or episodes in it. Verification that the podcast has been creating shows on or before January 1st, 2012. So if it's a brand new podcast, it is not eligible. Don't waste a spot on your ballot for trying to uh, promote any or nominate any podcast that was not produced on or before January 1st, 2012. Uh, And then verification that the podcast has a visible RSS feed with enclosures on his homepage. And so uh, just they're, they're very serious making sure these are real authentic podcasts doing things the right way. The voting process will last for 15 days once they open it up. We don't have the date when that will begin just yet. Only one vote per day per person. The only thing is, is I hate this idea of begging my audience to to vote every single day for 15 days. But I may do it this year. I, I don't know. We'll see. And if I do, uh, we'll see if I get nominated first and how many categories we get nominated for. But um, if we get nominated, I may actually set up a special special you know, daily notification reminder for people who want to be notified to go and vote on a daily basis. Uh, But anyway, that's the 8th Annual Podcast Awards. I could not be more excited. I am so thankful that New Media Expo and Todd Cochran got together and and are bringing this all together. Uh, If nothing else, it's just further communicating to people that New Media Expo is really wanting to let the podcasting community know that this is home and they want to be there for us. And I can tell you right now, my own personal dealings with New Media Expo, they are awesome. And I'm so delighted about the response from New York City. And I and I could not, could not be more thrilled with uh, the, the number of people who are going to be coming to uh, the New Media Expo in January in Vegas. I'm going to tell you, this is the event you don't want to miss as a podcaster. Come in January. All right, um, let's see here. Interview tip. You know what? I'll put that off till next week. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and transition into this interview with Michael Stelsner. Before I do, I just want to quickly mention podcasting A to Z coming up on Monday, September 24th. That's this coming Monday as I'm recording this. And my friends, this is going to be the smallest class yet. 
I have been so busy since I've come home from Texas, I have not marketed this well at all. So currently, as I'm recording, I only have six people signed up for the class that starts on Monday. And my friends, I need 20 to be, you know, to make it profitable for me. But uh, there's no question the fact that I am still going to deliver and potentially and hopefully over deliver on all the expectations of even only six people, if that's all that shows up, shows up. But if you are interested in the Podcasting A to Z course, you've been thinking about it, use discount code PAM at podcastinga2z.com when you register. I would love to have you in the course with us. But uh, and, and even if you sign up, there's the chance that you're going to be a participant in one of the smallest, most, you know, intimate and engaging uh, uh, sessions yet because there'll just be so few people that that the the relationships will even go that further or go that much deeper. Anyway, let's get over to that interview right now. My friends, I am so excited to have Michael Stelsner on the line with us today from Social Media Examiner and a brand new podcast. Michael, welcome to the show. Cliff, thank you. It's my absolute honor and pleasure to be on the show with you today. Hey, tell us a little bit about uh, your podcast. What's the name of the show? And give us a quick elevator pitch right here at the front of this uh, conversation. Yeah, it's called Social Media Marketing. And it's about marketing, of course. And it's designed for the marketer or the business owner that wants to figure out how the heck social media marketing works and who doesn't want to know that. So we're really targeting the world of marketing in particular. And on the show, we interview. It's a complete interview-based show. We interview all the leading authorities in the world of social media and talk about some real exciting stuff. Excellent. Now, how? Let, let's go back a little bit. I, I had learned about you through Blog World a couple years ago. And I, it was the first time I had ever heard of this thing called Social Media Examiner. And of course, the first thing, I, I, was, in, I was invited to do a, a video interview with you at Blog World LA. And before I agreed to do any kind of interview, I shared in last week's episode of Podcast Answer Man that I have some criteria that I go through before I say yes. And one of the things that I do is I look to see who these people are, what kind of content are they created, what creating, is this my target audience, do I have something of value to share with them? And I was blown away that I had not yet heard about you because you guys are huge. How long ago did you start Social Media Examiner and 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 how did it get started? First of all, I remember that interview like it was yesterday and that was a lot of fun. Um, we started Social Media Examiner back in October of 2009. So um, we're just about three years old. I, I like to say we're still a baby. Um, and uh, this was back when there were a million other blogs talking about social media. But what I noticed was missing was the detailed kind of stuff that you talk about in your podcast, Cliff, except I wanted to do it in article form because I have a background as a writer. So we launched what I call the magazine. It immediately exploded because there was so much interest in wanting to learn how to, you know, basically get your hands around all this constantly changing stuff in the world of social media. Today, we have more than 500,000 people a month that, uh, that bless us by reading our content. So you said you launched the magazine. Is that what you call the online site? You call it your magazine? Yeah. Yeah. We call it instead of a blog. I decided to avoid the word blog because not everybody knows what a blog is, but everyone knows what a magazine is. And a magazine, what's a magazine? It's usually rich, 
how-to articles that um, typically is in a monthly form, except we publish one article a day. But I like to say if you took all of our articles and wrapped them up, you'd have a really nice big fat magazine. So we called it an online magazine from the get-go. I love that. And let me ask you another question. I'm not sure how often you get asked this, but Social Media Examiner, how long did it take you to come up with that name? (sighs) Well, um, to be honest with you, I kind of, it was about six months before I started Social Media Examiner that I got the bug to do something related to uh, a group blog uh, with social media. And I just started trying every conceivable name. And then I typed in socialmediaexaminer.com on GoDaddy. And to my shock and surprise, it was available. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, you know what? Everybody knows what the word examiner means because there's like the San Francisco examiner and there's newspapers all over the country with the word examiner. But it also has an intuitive meaning because it means examination. So when I grouped those three words together, it just worked. And once I secured the domain name, I was off and running. I love that story. You know, these are the kind of things I want to bring out for people because I see so many people who are struggling. They want to create their brands and they can't find their dot coms and they're immediately saying, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and get the dot TV or the dot CO or the and which one do you recommend? I'm like, well, none of the above. It doesn't really matter, Cliff, because one thing everybody should know is most people don't type in your domain. They click from somewhere other place to get to it. Like, for example, a tweet or Facebook. So in reality, your domain doesn't matter as much as your name does. Really? That's the first time I've heard anybody argue that. I would probably say that you have a lot of statistical information to back that up. Although my own experience is that I find myself typing in uh, domain names way more often than I do click them. Now, now in the, in, the, in in the case of audio, this may be the exception, right? Because podcasts or what I like to call on-demand talk radio is a little different because people are listening and then later they go back and they type. But generally speaking, when it comes to social media, the way that most content is discovered is via social. Therefore, it's already got a bit.ly URL, which is masking the real URL anyways, a lot of times. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. And and actually, I, believe it or not, I, ver- I listen to very little uh, audio when it comes to while I'm in front of a computer. So I, you know, when I think of, when I think of Pat Flynn, like for example, if I wanted to see what was going on with social media examiner, the first thing I'm going to do is open up Chrome and I'm going to type in SOC and, and, and it's, and Chrome is going to interrupt me and say, Oh, do you mean social media examiner? Because I've been there before. Mm. Um, and when I think about Pat Flynn and I want to find out what Pat Flynn's up to today, I go to SMAR and then it f- fills in smart passive income because so yeah, I, I actually, believe it or not, I, I, I am typing in a lot of domains and and when I hear somebody, it's like, oh, I, I was listening to a podcast. Dan Miller was talking about that one guy and he had this brand and it was called this. And then I would go into thatdomain.com and I would see if that was it. And then if that wasn't it, then I go to Google and then I do a search for that brand. Yeah, that's but, true. But maybe I'm unique. But anyway, that's so you got socialmediaexaminer.com. Um, it kind of just happened and fallen. One thing I noticed, though, you said you started in October 2009. And this this is something that amazes me because I started in December of 2005. Now, of course, for me, I started as a hobby. I never had a dream of initially of, of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people or anything like that. So it took a long time before I actually took what I was doing seriously. Uh, today I'm all about uh, I'm all about encouraging people to take what they're doing seriously, even if it's a hobby. Take it seriously. Know that what you're doing 
is a professional pursuit. Even if it's a hobby and you don't care if you have more than 50 people, do it because you love it. Do it because you're serious about it. Now, when I found you, uh, and, and this wasn't, I mean, this was about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, I had, it was, you hadn't been around forever, but you had already had this massive audience and not to mention the fact, what got me is that I was invited, not by you specifically, but I was invited by one of your assistants who then once I got the approval, then all of a sudden, or once I got the confirmation that yes, I'm going to do it, I was in touch with another person who professionally communicated with me. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, can we get this information? We'd love to get your bio. We'd love to get a, a headshot and, and stuff like this. And it was just so well orchestrated. And all of a sudden, Unlike any other time, I didn't feel like I was, quote unquote, dealing with a blogger who was going to promote me. I was dealing with the the um, o- a media outlet, right? I, I, I was going to say an organization. There you go. I was dealing with an organization. And, and immediately because of the way you run things, because of the way that you lead, I had this impression that social media examiner is big. It, it, it's it's big. It's huge. It's this is this is serious business. They take what they're doing incredibly serious, and you ought to recognize that when you're dealing with them, you're dealing with professionals. And that's the that's the immediate reaction that I got. How can somebody like myself? How can other podcasters and bloggers who are listening to this? How can they create that sense of of professionalism? Can you give a tip or two? That will yeah, help Cl- the average podcast story. Cliff, when I was only two days old <laughs> as social media examiner, I was walking around blog world with a microphone in my hand and a little thing on the microphone, you know, the little stand thing with my logo on it. And I walked up to the Technorati booth. And if you don't know what Technorati is, I'm, your listeners, uh, it's kind of like the, uh, the ranking system for bloggers. And I said, I would love to interview your CEO. And, um, we were only two days old. The gal working at the booth looked up socialmediaexaminer.com on her iPhone and leaned over and said, oh, Richard, Mike is here from Social Media Examiner and he would like to interview you. And immediately I interviewed the CEO of Technorati. They assumed I'd been around forever. I call this overcoming the who are you objection, Cliff. And one of the things you have to uh, think about as a marketer, and all of us who are business owners are also marketers, especially those of us that are podcasters, is that if you can appeal to the eyes, um, that is going to make you stand out. And what does this mean? This means, you know, when we designed Social Media Examiner, we wanted an extremely professional looking, unforgettable site. And we do have this little mascot named Scout with a magnifying glass that is unforgettable. And it's very professionally done. I invested in making sure that that looked spectacular because I have a background as owning a design agency, but you don't have to have that kind of background. And we did the same thing, Cliff, when we launched the Social Media Marketing Podcast. And I know you. we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but we paid attention to quality at absolutely every turn so that when people discover us, they're like, wow, this is really smooth and highly well-produced and very valuable. I'm going to pay attention. And I'll tell you, um, this allows you to really get, th- get through to people in the way that we got through to you and the way that we got through to Richard Chalihandra, who is the CEO of Technorati, by just making some proper steps to appear to be very professional. And that can be done with sound, that can be done with graphics, that can be done with video, that can be done with the written word. And we did all those things. And I think that's part of what helped us grow in the beginning because people felt like, oh my gosh, you've been around forever, even though we hadn't. 
And also, I, and I, 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 every single one of those, I think that if people could listen to this, please emulate this. Professionalism, you, you know, invest in good graphics, invest in good web design, invest in good quality equipment, invest in time. Yeah, and invest in time in your in choosing the right topics, choosing the right words to communicate. Invest in all of this stuff. Improve yourself. But one of the other things that you know, again, and and maybe this is not something that people can do right away, but down the road, and and I always like dream big. Is and and I've done this. I actually have my I have an executive assistant, and whenever somebody contacts me and stuff like that via email, and it's something that I really want to make a great imp- first impression. As soon as I get that initial re- request for information to to work with me, I immediately forward that on to my assistant, and she will make that contact. She will contact you, and and she talks. You know, she she speaks for me, and she makes me sound amazing. And I think I'm pretty darn amazing, but she makes me sound amazing. You know, Cliff, you've hit on something important here. Um, for whatever reason there is this perception in the mind of people that if you're successful, then you don't advocate on your own behalf. And what I mean by that is by simply having even a virtual assistant who is um, essentially reaching out to certain people on your behalf, it does give a certain aura of um, importance. And I don't know how else to say it, but um, sometimes that helps, but sometimes it's not necessary. But I think it's very helpful because you know that people that are successful oftentimes don't have time to, to deal with all this stuff and they have people that work for them. And um, even if you're small, just having someone craft some of those initial communications can help, you know, um, kind of create the same kind of impression you had when you first interacted with my organization. And of course that can get costly. And like I said, it's not totally required, but it does add another level of professionalism to the uh, whole experience. So you started in October 2009, and by the time I found out about you, you'd already experienced a ton of success. I mean, I look around, and your Twitter followers are like out, out of you know, off the charts. Your Facebook uh, fan page is engagement central. It's it's something that people should aspire to. I I just see so many comments. I see so many video views on YouTube and all these other places. How did you build that brand? Systematically. Um, we didn't just, you know, at first there was no Facebook page. There was simply Twitter. And then once we felt like we had um, a following based on the comments that were coming in off of our content, then we decided to open up a Facebook page and consulted with Mari Smith, who's the queen of Facebook. And she's a good friend too. And she suggested some things and boom, it exploded. Like literally thousands of people became fans overnight. And all of a sudden it became this community. Um, and then eventually, you know, we went to LinkedIn and um, we're not everywhere though. You know, we are not, for example, active on Pinterest. Um, I don't think you can be everywhere. Um, the moral of the story is in social media, if you, are, if you do try to be everywhere, then you're going to fail. I think it's best to kind of master a domain, feel like you got it down, and then eventually move on to the next thing. Uh, especially for those of you that are listening that are one man shows or one lady shows, you know, you got to... Um, you got to you got to you got to go where your customers are but you also have to go where your comfort zone is. 
I love that. I, now, obviously, there are a ton of people who are listening to Podcast Answer Man right now. And as soon as you said those words together, be everywhere, uh, one other person came up in their mind. Pat I would, Flynn. <laughs> Pat Flynn, be everywhere. And and, uh, and I and, challenged him on that, by the way. I, I Well, you know what? I, 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 I love his thinking and I love his strategy. And he literally crushes it when he goes there. And the one thing that I added, and I think he actually is going to put the, he's actually writing a book called Be Everywhere. And I think he's going to add this additional tweak to to kind of his message in the book. And I I add, yeah, because people come to me, they're like, Cliff, well, you know, your friend Pat Flynn says be everywhere. And I say, yeah, I know he says that. Here's the deal. Remember this, be everywhere. But if you're going to be there, be there. And and what I mean is, if you can, if like me, look at look look at podcast answer man. Go find a fo- Facebook fan page for podcast answer man. You won't find one because I don't have time to dominate that space. I don't have time to engage there. Um, I'm not actively pursuing Google Plus right now. I I I have a me, just a, a minor presence in LinkedIn just as a personal profile. Where I interact with right now is Twitter and Facebook. Lean more towards Facebook these days. And I have a growing presence in YouTube, but I you know, for the most part, I believe that if you're going to be somewhere, be there. And if you're not going to be there, you're better off not being there at all. And eventually you're going to get to the point where um you're going to have to have people help you be there. Uh, you know, when we started Social Media Examiner, it was just me. Now there's like 14 of us. So, um, you know, as your organization grows and as you begin to see actual benefit from being there, um, you're going to realize that you as the boss can only be in so many places at so many times and you'll eventually have people help you. In the beginning, maybe they'll be uh, subcontractors and then eventually maybe they'll become employees as you continue to grow your business. But um, there definitely is value in social media. And what I think is the coolest about social media, Cliff, and this is part of the reason why I think our podcast grew as quick as it did, is leveraging social sharing and figuring out how to empower people that love your stuff to share it in a way that is effortless. Because one thing I can tell you, Cliff, is lots of people love Cliff Ravenscraft and lots of people love you know, uh, you who's listening to this right now, but if you don't make it easy for them, effortless for them in less than a second to be able to click a button and simply share whatever it is that you have with their fan, therefore becoming evangelists for you, then you're going to limit your reach. And this is part of the reason why the stuff that, uh, we do at social media examiner gets an average of a thousand to 2000 tweets a day. Um, because we really bring that home. And if there's any take home message for podcasters listening today, it's about event. It's about empowering your community that loves you and that listens to you all the time to act on your behalf and let, and express a little bit of that love. And uh, you can grow much faster if you do that. Absolutely. Well, we could talk all about your strategy on how you have empowered other people to create these amazing outlets on Facebook uh, and and other areas online. But what I really want to get into right now is talking about why podcasting. You have this successful uh, online magazine that that has each month has 31 editions out there of, of great, amazing content. These people love to read, but all of a sudden you got a bug for podcasting. Where did that come from? 
It just literally, um, I was doing some research for a project I was working on and I started noticing um, people like Jay Bear, um, who has a podcast called uh, Social Something or Another, I'm drawing a blank, um, Pat Flynn and, and a couple other people. And I started noticing that these people were, uh, you know, either on the bandwagon of podcasting already. Um, and I had previously met you. Um, and all of a sudden something lit up inside of me, Cliff, and I just decided I'm going to go for it. <laughs> and I, I recall sending you an email actually, Cliff, I'm all in. <laughs> yep. I remember that one. <laughs> I just decided I'm going to go for it. And it kind of sparked a, a little thing inside of me. Cliff, when I was a kid, my brother and I in the basement used to um, have a tape recorder and we used to, this may be before your time, but we used to do impersonations of Wolfman Jack, uh, which is a major radio personality. And we used to uh, do all these commercials and I've got like a hundred voices inside of me. And, you know, essentially getting into this kind of broadcasting was like opening up a side of me that I hadn't opened up in like, I don't know, 35, 40 years. And uh, maybe more like 30 or 40 years, but it was exciting. And, and like, I just love it, man. I'm cranking these things out. I'm having the time of my life. The benefits for my organization are huge and um, I'm all in. So when you, when you first got started or when you were first started listening to podcasts, what is it that you loved about podcasting? What, what was the benefits to you? Where were you listening to them? Um, yeah. give, me, give me a little bit of that mindset. Okay. So this is the crazy part, Cliff. Um, you know, as of this recording, I think I've done seven total podcasts. Prior to those seven podcasts, I had only been listening to podcasts for three weeks. So I'm a total rookie. Yep. <laughs> I'm a total rookie. I've always known about podcasts. I just finally discovered on my iPhone that, um, you know, um, I could, I could kind of like, Oh, I can use this thing when I'm out and about walking. And it just kind of, been, I started walking cause I wanted to get healthy. And then I discovered podcasts that I, I didn't have to sit at my computer that I could actually like wander around. And I know you'd been evangelizing this forever, but it didn't get through my thick skull. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Eventually it got there. Yeah. And now I'm evangelizing it to everybody. And a lot of my friends are like, I've heard about it forever. Wasn't that something back from 2006? I'm all, no, you don't understand. It's different now. And it's different now because you have hundreds of thousands of people walking around with smartphones in their pocket that have all this idle time and that want to listen to talk and they want to listen to it on demand. That's why I'm almost evangelizing it as not podcasting, but on demand talk radio. Now, of course, that's not going to be, you know, we can still call it podcast and you're the podcast answer man. But when you say on demand talk radio, boom, people understand what that means. Yep. So I started calling it that in my speeches and stuff. And everybody's like, oh, wow, I believe we're in an inflection point, Cliff. I think, I think we're about to see a massive explosion, a renaissance in podcasting. And, uh, you know, Cliff, there's very few podcasters out there that are doing it well. And most of them are your students as I am. And, um, I think that, uh, people like, you and me and Pat are setting the bar. And a lot of people are like, wow, this is crazy. I better pay attention. And I think we're going to see a lot more podcasters coming out. And I think we're going to see a lot more consumers consuming this great content at their leisure while they're driving at the gym, all that fun stuff. So, I mean, once you get hooked, it's like there's no turning back. And I've been hooking a lot of people. So you made the decision to podcast. I would love to hear just a little bit about the strategy you had for the launch of your show. Because you you came to me, you hired me to help you one-on-one, uh, you bought some equipment, 
and you didn't launch immediately. I, it, it, it's unlike most of my clients. You may, most of the time we, we got on there, we spent a couple hours together, and the next thing you know, they're up and running with their first episode, and they're creating it as they go. But you have written a book on this whole thing called The Launch, and uh, I would love to hear about, a little bit about your strategy for the launch of your podcast. Yeah, thanks. Uh, um, so bottom line is, I don't like to do anything unless I do it well. And um, especially for people that have businesses and have, you know, uh, that isn't podcasting isn't just a hobby for them. Um, It is one of these kind of things that you really have to figure out. So I had to line up kind of what my show format was going to be. I had to hire uh, the sound professionals to create the, you know, the introductory and the recordings and stuff. And I had to um, get my graphics designers to create killer cut, what I call cover art, you know, the, the artwork for the podcast. I kind of treat it like, like it's my album um, or my book cover, you know what I mean? And right. uh, I, I wanted to get all that stuff in place and I wanted to really do it right. Then I had to time the launch because I wanted to make, I didn't want to just come out with something. I wanted to come out with a bang. So um, it took a while to get all that stuff figured out. It took a while to learn. I mean, there's definitely a learning curve, Cliff. That's part of the reason why I think so many people listen to your show. There's a huge learning curve and there's a lot of technical stuff. So once I got all that figured out, um, then I was ready to rock and roll. And what we decided to do, Cliff, was something that I think is really kind of fun. And you don't have to be, you can still do this even if you already have a podcast. But I I know this is part of the reason why we exploded. Um, First, we teased about that something big was coming, something huge. And we didn't say what it was. Um, and everybody was like, Ooh, what is it? <laughs> and that's kind of a fun thing to do as a marketer. Then finally I send out an email to all of our readers of our newsletter. And I'm going to grant, we have a huge, huge, we have 174,000 people that read our newsletter. So I send out an email to them and I said, um, in the email, I'm excited about this brand new show that we've got called the social media marketing podcast. I put a screenshot in there of the what I'm calling the cover art. But what I did was I said, here's three things that you can do to help. And I don't remember exactly what all three of them were, but I think one of them was to um, go and listen. But I think the, one of the other things was to help spread the word. Oh, no, and then the third one was to, to review the site, uh, review the podcast, but to help spread the word in the email, I had pre-crafted um, links that people could click on that would immediately populate into LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Google Plus so that they can immediately evangelize on my behalf these this new show that I had. And um, before you know it, all these people were sharing my show, even if they hadn't listened to it yet. And they just clicked that link and the link said something along the lines of check out the Social Media Marketing Podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner. And we didn't even say you know, um, some of them didn't even say show. I mean, podcast at all. Check out the new social media marketing show from Social Media Examiner or something like that. People were going crazy and sharing it and it created this humongous spike that all happened kind of at once. And um, the result was we became the number one um, podcast on um, of all business podcasts, even above, um, what's that one guy? Dave Ramsey. Even above Dave Ramsey. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, I ended up taking screenshot of it all because I knew it wasn't going to last forever. But um, it was crazy. And then all of a sudden, all my peers were like, oh my gosh, I want to be on your show. And then I talked to this one guy. I'm not going to say his name, but uh, he said, I've been podcasting. I'm on my 330th episode and I've never even gotten in the top 10. How the heck did you do that? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, I love so it. So we just created a lot of fun and excitement around it, you know, and uh, it exploded. We're not in the top 10 anymore. We're, we're definitely in the top five as of today on the, on the marketing side of things. But, um, you know, it's, it's been a fun ride. And I mean, that's just kind of a super high level of what we did. Uh, there's a lot of other things we could talk about if you want to that we also did to kind of create an ongoing demand for the show. I would love to hear a little bit about the ongoing strategy that you have. Yeah, because you know you're going to get a pop, right, whenever you launch anything and, and eventually it's going to fade off. Um, one of the things that I started doing, uh, Cliff, was I started changing my biography everywhere on Twitter, on Facebook, on my website. And I, I'm i the author of two books. One's called Launch and the other one's called Writing White Papers. But I, in my bio, I always mention my books, but I also said, and the host of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. So I began referencing the fact that this podcast was part of my, what I consider just as important as my books in everything that I did. So that's the first thing I did. The second thing that I did is we have newsletters that go out every day. Some people have newsletters that go out every month or every week. But in those newsletters, every day I've got a little ad that says like new show, social media marketing podcast with the graphic of of the cover art of the show. And then I have links that allow people to go directly to iTunes, BlackBerry, and all the other sources or directly to our site so that people can immediately, when they get the email every day from us, discover the podcast. Um, the other thing that I did is I had my HTML programmer, um, uh, my WordPress expert dude, um, create something. And I saw Pat Flynn do this as well. So that when someone goes to socialmediaexaminer.com slash podcast, there's a little message that says, welcome. Um, hope you like, love the show. And by the way, here's how to subscribe. Here's the iTunes link and here's all the other links. And it's right there at the top. So um, we also have an ad on every single page of Social Media Examiner for the podcast itself, very prominently displayed. Whenever we have a new podcast coming out, we don't we do our typical promotion of the post like we do all other posts, but I upload a, a picture of the cover art and say, um, check out today's podcast. So instead of promoting just the article, we're promoting the show as a whole every day, constantly through all of our channels. And that's allowing people to continue to discover us. And the hope is that as they discover us, they'll continue to evangelize for us. That is awesome stuff. I hope people are taking notes. Michael, um, you have created the show. It's going to be on a weekly basis, I understand. How many episodes have been? Seven episodes so far? Yeah, I mean, um, I think, um, yeah, I've recorded about seven and about five, four or five have gone live as of this recording. So you're taking care of all the way up into probably the first week in October, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're, we're getting about, uh, I'm watching the growth on, on, on Lipson. Um, you know, we're getting somewhere between 12 to 16,000 uh, people listening per episode. And it's kind of fun watching how that works. I mean, our first episode, man, people keep listening to it. I mean, I, I, you probably know more than I do about this. I guess when you only have a couple episodes in the can and people like it, they just start going back and listening to them all. Is that generally yeah, what you th- find? This is, yeah, this absolutely happens. In fact, with Podcast Answer Man, I have the stats on this. I have, and, and not only that, but I have emails. Uh, and, and this blows my mind. I'm on episode, I think this is 277, I, I, I believe, that we're recording right now. And there will, be some, there will be at least five people in the next 30 days who will... Listen to this episode. It will be their first episode they ever listen to, and they will go back and listen to all 276 prior episodes. That's craziness. (laughs) 
I am not kidding. And there are times when those people, after they've heard me so many times, they inevitably, they write and say, Cliff, I want to hire you. I want to do this or I want to do that. And then all of a sudden I'll send them an email or I might even pick up the phone and call them. And they said, you're not going to believe this. I was just listening to you. Hey, so, by the way, Cliff, something I, I grabbed from Michael Hyatt um, and I love his podcast. Um, this is your life that he does at the end of every one of his shows. And I know he's one of your, um, you know, students um, at the, every, at the end of every one of his shows, he does something. And I've started doing this as well. What I say at the end of the show is I say, thank you so much for listening to the social media marketing podcast. Um, if you love the show and you found value in it, would you do me a favor and go over to iTunes and give us a review? And if you really love it, we'd love a five-star rating and a review. I asked for that. That's what we call in the marketing world, a call to action. I do it at the end of every single episode. And we've already got 55, um, like five and four star reviews. And I think that's pretty good considering we've only had four or five episodes out of the can. That is very good. And and those things certainly help you improve your rankings and ratings within iTunes as well. So that, that's definitely something that people can do. I do encourage folks to put those at the end of the episode and and avoid putting too many and actually hardly any. And in fact, if, if I could just say this at the front of your show within the first three to five minutes of your show, I'll try to include zero call to actions and only give them great value. Give them information about who you are. Say your name, what your show is. Give them an idea of what the show is about and then get right into it. Maybe you want to tell them a little an overview of what's going to be covered in the show, but get right into it. And here's in my recommendation is make sure you put those calls to calls to action either in the middle of the show or at the end of the show. And the, and the reason I say this is because the people who will actually do the call to action, who will actually respond, they're still listening at the end. And what happens is so many times I, I click play on a podcast and I say, I hear somebody say, and it, let's just assume this, this, I was, it was me and I was doing it. Welcome to another episode of podcast answer, man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and I'm here to help you learn how to podcast. And in fact, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash this. You can follow me on Facebook over here. You can get my Facebook fan page over here. My email address is this. My phone number is this. Blah, blah, blah. And the, before you know it, it's been 90 seconds and now I'm ready to start my show. Yeah. And I made that mistake uh, in like my fourth episode. I decided to talk about an event that I was doing and I saw the immediate results. You know, people basically didn't listen as many. I mean, you know, there weren't as many people involved in the comments on, on the show. There, and I just made the decision I'm not going to ever I'm going to tease stuff maybe, you know, and say, I've got something exciting I want to mention at the end, but I'm not going to do that at the beginning of the show. Cause I think bottom line is if people don't want to hear that, they're going to maybe just stop listening and then they're never going to get all that great content in the world of marketing. We know that it's always the first and the last thing that everybody remembers cliff. One more thing I want to, one more piece of advice that I want to give to folks that I, I know is useful. If what we, what I did is I went on YouTube acknowledging that a lot of people that read my site do not listen to podcasts um, most probably don't. Um, and a lot of them don't even know how easy it is, for example, to, to use the podcast app if they're on an iPhone. I went over to, to YouTube and I found a video about how to install and use the podcast app. And I have a box near the end of every single one of our posts that says new to podcasts. Watch this video to learn how to install the podcast app on your phone. It's not even done by me. And it just walks through exactly how to install the app 
And um, it just allows you to essentially educate your audience that doesn't know what the heck a podcast is so that they can not listen to it in the browser anymore. And I can't tell you, I've gotten a lot of people that have contacted me and said, oh my gosh, I just discovered the world of podcasting. This is the coolest thing ever. So just adding something like that to your site, if you know that a lot of your your existing people that visit your blog aren't familiar with podcasts could help evangelize people to get into it better instead of just, you know, trying to multitask while they're watching email and listening to you in the background. Absolutely. I love that. Educating our audience. And that's that's exactly how we're going to get podcasting into the mainstream. Before you know it, Barbie's going to pull out her smartphone and start listening to a podcast. (laughs) And hopefully it'll be the social media marketing podcast. Well, I don't know. I've never heard Barbie talk. So uh, (laughs) I'll be the first to say I'd love to have you as a guest on my show, Barbie, if you make it happen. (laughs) You know, you know what I'm talking about. See, I have a seven year old daughter and she gets these Barbie cartoons on DVD from the library. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I do know. I have those. I have daughters, too. So (laughs) so so, you know, Barbie is actually there's like five different movies where Barbie Twitters. Well, see, in my house, it's strawberry shortcake. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Michael, it has been such an honor to have you on Podcast Answer Man. I am, it's it's a privilege to have been a part of helping you get launched. And uh, I happen to to know for a fact that that not only is your show already a phenomenal success, but it's going to continue to grow. And what I'm most excited about is the fact that not only you're excited about podcasting, but you're excited about evangelizing podcasting to the world. And so I appreciate that. And thank you for everything that you're doing out there. Uh, thank you, Cliff. And I just want to say to everyone who's listening, evangelize Cliff Ravenscraft, evangelize podcast answer man. This man is changing the world of podcasting. Let everybody know about it. I'm doing it. You do it too. And, uh, it's going to be a fun ride. I can't wait to see what the future holds Cliff. All right. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, sir. Well, my friends, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of podcast answer man i just want to say thank you to michael stelzner for coming on and sharing some inspiration about how he got started with social media examiner and i hope that you'll go check out his podcast social media marketing uh it is the social media marketing podcast go check it out he's got a big link to it over at socialmediaexaminer.com if you like his show make sure you let him know on twitter or facebook or or with a review or rating in itunes as well I'll let him know that you heard about him from the podcast answer man. Also, don't forget to check out my good friend, Dr. Lee Camp, Dispatches from the Bethel. You'll find links to both of those over at podcastanswerman.com forward slash 277. And uh, also want to say thank you real quick to those of you who have signed up for Bluehost hosting accounts. You guys know that I get a very generous commission whenever you sign up using my affiliate link. You can find that on my site. Uh, just go to gspn. or no podcastanswerman.com slash hosting for my full thoughts on hosting your website. Uh, chartcaptain.com, inspired by realwomen.com, and youcanhomestead.com. All three of those domains were set up using my affiliate link, creating a Bluehost hosting account thank you so much chartcaptain.com inspired by realwomen.com and you can homestead.com thank you all very much and for those of you who i will see in the podcasting a to z course on monday i am looking forward to it again folks 
podcasting A to Z. Use promo code PAM for Podcast Answer Man. You'll get $100 off the course and you'll participate in what will likely be the smallest and most intimate session that I've had to date. God bless you all. Have a wonderful weekend and I will be back again next week.